The Amazing Adventures of Wig Girl, Chapter 12, The Second Date Charlotte rushed out of the bistro in a complete daze. She didn't like the whole hairy conversation at all, and really didn't know what to make of it all. She felt violated, and yet grateful all at the same time, and these two emotions were in complete conflict with each other. What should she do? She couldn't go to the police herself without confessing everything, and she didn't feel ready to do that. For the first time in her life, Charlotte felt completely lost and alone. She wished with all of her heart that she had someone to talk to, to ask what to do, but all she had was Hortense. She didn't dare take the bus home for fear that Harry would follow her. Charlotte ran down the street and hailed a cab, nervously looking over her shoulder every minute. Fortunately, a cab came along quickly, and she jumped inside. Safe for now. The ride home was dark and quiet. She had nothing to do but go over the events of the day in excruciating detail. The whole day was unbelievable. No, the last few days, ever since she had found that darn wig were unbelievable. She doubted that Harry could have imagined the course of events that would have followed from his trying to help her. His sentiment was touching, but the stalking was downright weird. What's more, he recognized her in the red wig, but not this one. That hardly seemed possible. He was a sneaky devil. He was probably playing her just as much as she had been playing him. In fact, she realized, he probably knew that she wouldn't be able to go to the police herself. That's why he had told her all of that stuff, just to freak her out. He was just playing some seriously sick mind games with her. Charlotte was scared. How could she escape this intricate web of deception and just go back to her normal, boring, ordinary life that seemed so wonderful now? And, to top it all off, she had a date with Tony tonight. Charlotte leaned back, exhausted into her seat, and stared blankly out the window. The only way out of this was to turn herself in. She knew that, and yet she just didn't want to do it. Maybe tomorrow she would see how she felt. The taxi pulled up in front of her apartment and she got out. It felt good to be home again. She couldn't help but have a quick look around to see if Harry had somehow managed to follow her. The streets were empty. She went in and rushed down the stairs and into her apartment. Hortense jumped off of the couch and began his welcoming wind around her legs. She was so happy to see him. He was her only friend in the whole wide world. Aren't you Snookums? Hortense let out a large and appreciative purr. Charlotte let him down and filled his bowl with food and a special can of tuna. She really needed to make sure that at least he would stay her friend. Charlotte yanked off her wig and got undressed. She ran into her bedroom to see what time it was. Six o'clock. Just an hour to get ready. Her first dilemma was where to hide the wigs. She looked all around her room, 
and decided it was unlikely that the police would search her apartment tonight, so she may as well leave them in her closet for now. That being settled, she jumped into the shower. Her head felt hot, sticky, and itchy after being trapped under that wig all day. After her shower, Charlotte felt much better and could almost laugh at the day's events. She dried her hair and put on her regular clothes, glad to be herself for a change. Hortense was eyeing her suspiciously from his perch on the back of the couch. He was trying to decide whether a can of tuna made up for his recent abandonment. But, in the end, his tummy was full, and he rolled over and fell asleep. Charlotte was just checking herself in the mirror when Tony knocked on the door. It was exactly seven o'clock. She was impressed that he was so punctual. For some reason, she had expected him to be late. She hesitated for a moment before answering the door, unsure if she was ready for yet another adventure in this already action-packed day. Charlotte opened the door. Tony stood before her, beaming, with a small bouquet of mixed flowers. Flowers for the lady. Charlotte blushed. I've never been given flowers before. They stood awkwardly in the doorway. May I come in for a moment? Tony broke the ice. Oh dear, Charlotte was startled. She had managed to get herself ready for this date, but not her apartment. This place is a disaster. That's quite all right. I just thought that you might want to put those in some water. Charlotte looked down at the flowers. Yes, of course. She opened the door further and let him in. Tony stood in the doorway. She was right about her apartment. It was a little disorganized, like she had just run in a moments before he had come. Hortense came over to check him out. I see this is your cat. Hortense. His name is Hortense, Charlotte yelled from the kitchen. Charlotte found a vase that she didn't even know she had and arranged the flowers in it. She came around from the kitchen carrying the flowers in her hands. They're beautiful. Hortense? Oh, from Hortense, here's a who. Dr. Seuss. Tony smiled. Of course. Charlotte put the flowers on the table and grabbed her coat. Tony held the door. After you. And the date had officially begun. I hope you don't mind walking. It's just around the corner. No, Charlotte smiled. She was having a pleasant time already. He seemed a whole lot less creepy than Harry, even if he had asked Violet out for the same night. But then, it was only a date, not like they were married or anything. Hadn't she gone out with Harry, after all? They walked along in silence for a while until Tony spoke. How was your day? Interesting, I suppose. I went into the city. Mine was interesting as well. Did you hear about that bank robbery? No, Charlotte lied. She decided that it was probably best just to play dumb as much as possible. It's all over the television. I don't have a TV. Charlotte shrugged her shoulders, glad that she had a legitimate excuse not to know about the robbery. No way! Tony sounded genuinely surprised. No TV? 
Really? Charlotte smiled and nodded. Really? Don't you miss it? No, not really. So what do you do for entertainment then? Read. I read a lot of books. Well, I guess you do then. Tony sounded impressed. I must say, Charlotte, you are the most interesting girl that I have ever met. Charlotte laughed. I highly doubt that, Tony. I think I'm pretty dull myself. Well, that's just your opinion. I'll be the judge of that by the time this evening's out. Fair enough. They walked along quietly until the land's end came into view. Tony pointed towards it and guided Charlotte across the street with his hand on the small of her back. It was an unusual sensation to have him do that. Unusual, but not altogether unpleasant. In fact, Charlotte decided she rather liked it. Tony opened the door for her and she walked in. It was warm and toasty inside and had a friendly atmosphere. She felt oddly at ease right away but was glad that she had had the chance to see the place the night before. Tony, it's very nice here. You sound surprised. Well, I guess I am. I've lived in this neighborhood for ages, and I didn't even know this pub existed. Tony shook his head disapprovingly. Charlotte, my dear, you do need to get out just a little more. Charlotte blushed. You're probably right. Tony chose a cozy seat at the back next to the fireplace. No sooner had they sat down than the owner was over with the menus. Tony, my son, you have outdone yourself. Please, who is this vision? Charlotte, I would like you to meet Finn, the owner of this lovely establishment. Finn, this is Charlotte. Charlotte smiled and extended her hand. Finn's hand was large and dry. She felt like he could crush her hand if he squeezed too hard. Instead, he gave her hand a friendly, warm squeeze and smiled. A drink to start? Oh, the usual for me, Finn. And for Charlotte? Um, oh, uh, a glass of red wine, I suppose. Charlotte wasn't sure what to order. They looked more like the sort of place that specialized in beer, and she didn't really like beer all that much. They have really good fish and chips here. Oh, fish and chips would be great. Charlotte smiled, relieved not to have to choose something off the menu. Tony gestured towards the menu. But please, order whatever you like. Charlotte browsed at the menu, more to be polite than anything else. She was far too nervous to actually read it. When she thought that she had looked at it for a sufficiently long enough amount of time, she carefully closed it and set it down on the table. Fish and chips sounds perfect, she smiled. You didn't read the menu, did you? Charlotte couldn't tell if Tony was joking or not and found herself laughing. How could you tell? Tony shook his head. I don't know, really. Kind of an intuition. I'm really just too nervous to read a menu right now. I know. I'm a little nervous as well. You? You sound surprised. 
Surprised? Stunned is more like it. I don't date all that much. Charlotte smiled and felt herself relaxing. I don't believe you, she teased. You probably have a different date every night. Tony pretended to sound offended. No such thing. I must protest. I'll just have to ask Finn about that. I'm sure that he won't be so shy to tell me. Charlotte was grinning. She was having fun. Oh, well, Tony puffed himself out in mock indignation. How can we ever hope to have a relationship without trust? Finn arrived with their drinks and found the couple giggling like two schoolgirls. Glad to see things are off to such a merry start. He held his pen poised above his paper, ready to take their order. No need for that, Finn, Tony managed to say between guffaws. We'll have two plates of those scrumptious fish and chips, please. Fish and chips it is, then. He winked at both of them before leaving. He seems really nice, Charlotte said as Finn walked away. Actually, this whole place is really nice. It's, she searched for the word, it's cozy. That it is, my dear, that it is. Tony raised his beer glass to Charlotte. I would like to propose a toast to my home away from home. Charlotte raised her glass and took a sip. And here's to new friendships. She raised her glass again. I'll definitely drink to that. Tony raised his glass and held it in midair. On the TV screen behind the bar was the picture of the lady with the red hair. Charlotte spun around to see what he was looking at. She watched until the end of the news article. Was that the bank robbery you were talking about? Yes, that's the one. Oh, Charlotte didn't want to pursue it too much further. Tony set down his glass. His face was flushed with excitement. I saw that girl just the other night. Right here. He pointed to the TV screen, his eyes wide with amazement. Are you sure it was the same person? Well, not entirely sure, he admitted. Did you talk to her? Charlotte tried to sound amazed. Well, sort of. I was leaving, and she was standing there, looking in, just staring in the window, kind of like she really wanted to come in, but was afraid or something. Tony stopped and looked to the side, as though he was trying to remember that night. Honestly, it was dark, and I really couldn't be 100% sure, but it sure looked like her. I wonder what she was doing. Charlotte said it without thinking and immediately regretted it. That's what I was wondering. Tony tapped his finger on the table as though he was making a point. When I saw that police bulletin, I kind of thought, like, hey, maybe she was casing the place for a robbery later on. It seems so unlikely to rob a bank and then a small pub in Spooksville, don't you think? Tony shrugged his shoulders. You're probably right, but maybe I should tell Finn, just the same. As if on cue, Finn arrived with their fish and chips. Before he could even lay the plates down the table, Tony was telling him about the mysterious red-haired lady from the other night. Thanks for the tip, Tony, but I have to agree with your friend. 
Hard to believe she would go from robbing a bank in the metropolis to robbing a pub in Spooksville. Anyway, I rather thought that the police might be looking for her for her own protection, not because she's a bank robber. Tony furrowed his eyebrows and gave it some serious thought. You know, Finn, I never looked at it that way. No one ever does, my boy. No one ever does. Anyway, enjoy your meal and give us a holler if you need anything. Tony barely noticed that Finn had left. He was deep in thought. Penny for your thoughts? Charlotte interrupted. Tony startled. Oh, sorry, it just never occurred to me that she was a damsel in distress. Sometimes I think I am really as thick as two bricks. Don't be so hard on yourself. I think most people who saw that think she's a bank robber. Charlotte bit into her fish, which was every bit as good as promised. This is really good fish, she mumbled with her mouth full. Tony was back to normal. He gave Charlotte a quick wink, holding a piece of battered fish on his fork. I'm so glad you approve. After supper, they had coffee. Charlotte was really enjoying herself, but starting to feel tired. She still had to work the next day. Where do you work, anyway? Tony asked as he leaned back from his empty plate, coffee in hand. The Spooksville Library. Geez, I didn't even know that place was still open. Charlotte nodded her head slightly. You and just about everyone else, it seems. If it weren't for its benefactor, it would close for sure. Do you like working there? Charlotte grinned. For the first time in her life, she realized she really did like working there. Yeah, you know, I really love it. You're lucky then. Most people hate their jobs. Well, it's not that there's much to do, really. The collection is really small, and we only have a few loyal customers. I spend most of my time reading, and... Charlotte paused reflectively. And? Tony prompted. And daydreaming. Her expression was dreamy, like she had just discovered something about herself. Daydreaming? About what? Charlotte looked at Tony, not sure if she should tell him or not. He was smiling, waiting. Charlotte shrugged her shoulders and tipped her head to the side. About life, adventures that I would never have the courage to have. Tony looked a little dreamy himself. I think we all do that a little. But I do that a lot. Charlotte opened her eyes wide and spread her fingers out on the table. I mean, I probably have the most uninteresting life imaginable, but I have the most interesting imaginary life. So, Tony smiled mischievously. You ever live out any of those fantasies? No, I do not, she protested. Uh-huh, he teethed. Charlotte could feel her heart starting to race. She fumbled with her napkin on her lap, thinking of what to say. How could she just change the topic altogether? So, uh, what do you do? Tony tilted his head back and let out a short ha. He looked at her and his face took on a more serious expression. You think your life is dull? I'm a waiter trying, just like about every other waiter in the world, it seems, to be an actor. 
You're an actor? You sound like you don't believe me. Well, you just don't seem like an actor, that's all. Tony raised his eyebrows, waiting for a little more of an explanation. What do actors seem like, then? Charlotte was flustered again. Oh, I don't know, flashy or something. You seem so, well, so normal. Tony nodded his head and looked off to the side thoughtfully. You know, Charlotte, that's actually the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. You're welcome, I guess. Charlotte wasn't sure what had just happened, but it all seemed to be okay now. Tony's face lit up. So you see, he held his hands out to make a point. We're not that different, you and me. We're not? She wasn't quite sure where he was going with this. No, we both live imaginary lives. You live them in your head, and I act them on stage. Charlotte furrowed her eyebrows and thought about that for a moment. It did have a certain truth to it, though she hadn't seen it at first. I write, she hesitated, poems, stories, and stuff. So I guess I live my dreams that way as well. Well, on paper. Tony gestured with his hands between them. See, there you go. We're the same. Similar that way, at least. They still didn't seem all that much alike in other ways to Charlotte. He did seem to get out a little more than she did, and he seemed a whole lot more comfortable around people. Let's face it, Charlotte told herself. I'm just an introverted librarian who reads trashy novels instead of having a life, and after today, I think I kind of like it that way. Tony walked her home and even gave her a gentle peck on the cheek, waiting and watching to make sure that she got in okay. Hortense didn't even bother to greet her. He just looked up from the back of the couch, meowed, yawned, and put his head back down. Charlotte went over to give him a pat, and he did grace her with an appreciative purr. Charlotte stretched out in bed, happy that things had gone so well. She had had a really great time. To her surprise, she discovered that she kind of liked this Tony guy. He was funny and thoughtful and cute. She was still baffled by what he saw in her, though. She didn't think about it for too long. It had been a long and exciting day, and Charlotte was soon fast asleep. <laughs>